Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode. And this one is um, one which it's it comes up a lot with clients, so I thought it would be a really good time to to address it. And as you have seen, it it's all about um, I want you to put aside those conventional menopause system symptoms that you hear of, you know, the hot flashes and the lack of sleep and the weight gain. They're the really conventional um, sort of menopause time of life symptoms that get spoken a hell of a lot about. But there are three other gifts that can come through this stage of our life that I don't think we talk a lot about. They can trip you up if you're not really aware of them. And and I see them as a really, if they're starting to trip you up, I see that it is also a really good time to rejoice. And I'm going to also share um, three, uh, like a three-step process that is really useful if they start to trip you up and um, you want to start to deal with it effectively. So what am I talking about here? I'm talking about our environment. Our environment is actually everything. Um, our environment includes um, like obviously our physical environment where we're um, sleeping, where, where we're eating, where we're living day to day, where we're working, um, and I'm talking particularly home environment. Um, and it's also the people that are with us or no longer with us. And so when we get to this stage in our life, and particularly those women um, who are well and truly um, into that sixth decade, they would like to think they definitely don't have any dependence. But even the women that are starting to come into empty nesting phase and um a really big consideration is the environment changes quite dramatically. And the first area that I see that it changes a lot is that there starts to become some gaps in time. And so where you were a super, super um, responsible um, human that had a lot of time demands on you, um, that there will be less. Now, and, and I'm talking particularly for women right now, but this isn't the whole episode, is only for women who've had children. I promise those of you who haven't, I promise this is some information for you as well in the next two things. As particularly for those women who've had children, you get into such a habitual process of, you know, being responsible for other people and 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 other people are significantly responsible on you and dependent on you. Um, responsible to you. I should, well, I wish they were responsible to you, but they're definitely dependent on you. So as these children um, start to leave the nest and even as they start to leave the structured school environment, as they start to get a license and start to get themselves to school as well, 
um, gaps in time start to open up. Now, I do recognise that depending on your age with which you are childbearing, you also could come into a time at the same time that that's happening, you're overlapping with ageing parents. So I know that there still can be some responsibilities there. But in the day-to-day structured sense, there are gaps in time that start to open up. And in those gaps of time, I find for my clients, they can present opportunities or they can present some real challenges with what am I going to do with that time. And it's not so much about whether you've got the time or not, it's how you're managing that time, how you're being aware of that time and what implications that extra time has. And for some women, when we really talk through this, those gaps in time actually create a bit of boredom. I'm going to really delve into boredom toward the end of this episode, but they don't see it as that until they start to talk it through. But because they've been so used to being so busy and um, required that it is foreign, it's unfamiliar, brain doesn't like it when it's unfamiliar, so brain goes into overdrive. Okay. So a second part of environment that is also coming up, particularly for my working midlifers, whether you've had children or not had children, you get to the area in um, your career where you are pretty damn experienced. It doesn't matter if you've moved in different industries or climbed the ladder. You definitely get to a point in certainly the 50s and 60s where you are really experienced. And so um, unless you are cognizant of that, once again, as your environment is shifting, as in the stuff that you are doing day in and day out gets easier and easier, you get gaps in time. You get gaps of um, pressure or challenge. Again, you may find that your brain or mind is is actually wandering a little bit because of what, again, we call a bit of boredom. This can also happen with their relationships. Um the environment is constantly changing all the time. And if we're not evolving through that changing and not necessarily evolving dramatically, but if we're not aware that this is going on, then this is where it can trip you up. And particularly if you're not feeling that challenged, but you're not aware of it. Now, the third one, they all feed into each other, into this third one. And that is when a mind has time (laughs) to wander aimlessly without awareness um what do we call it it um and and we get to start to get bored or we've got these gaps in time and we our mind is actually looking for something to do with that time we we can actually get quite fidgety and get a bit antsy and that often can get our um mind starting to wander into the past and start to focus on some regrets and can start to spend time without awareness marinating in the past. Of course, the opposite can happen as well, where we actually find with this extra time, we've got time to think, so to speak, but without being um, very structured about how we want us to be thinking, our mind will always find a way and we could be you know, looking into the future or thinking about the future and be starting to be frightened, you know, have I got enough to retire and, you know, what am I going to do with my time? And so 
these these gaps in time can create these three key areas which actually create a void in our mind and in that space it's what what are we going to do about that what do we do about that <laughs> and all of this does boil down to how well you are managing your mind how well you even know your mind how well you have started to know your biology and your mind to know that this is what's going on and um, a woman I was reading up about when I was looking at this topic talked about it um, that when our mind is actually bored and seeking um, seeking to be inspired then we should rejoice where it's looking for stimulation and the reason to be rejoicing is that we are you know human beings, have got metacognition. We have the ability to think about our thinking and that is why we are at the top of the tree. Whether we deserve to be there with some of the things we do with our thinking, that's another whole topic. But we are at the top of the food chain because we do have this skill to think about our thinking. And I know in my old life, I wasn't spending enough time thinking about my thinking. I was on autopilot and it was only when I started to become more mindful when I started to become aware of my behaviors and also my feelings and therefore my thoughts, when I really started to embrace this incredible engineering, which is your mind and brain, that's when I started to really start to get some fabulous wins in my life. So so I'm going to talk about what happens if you recognize that this is some of the stuff that's going on for you that you've got gaps in time that you hadn't seen them for what they are. You have got extra experience in your professional life and you're actually not being challenged enough in that space. You're actually, it may be in your relationships. It may be that you've been with a partner for decades and you may be, look, let's be honest, bored with, you know, the day-to-day rumination going on there. It it's It's talking about, when we're feeling bored, how do we embrace it? How do we see it for what it really is? How do we not just automatically on habit mode, in robot mode, just try to distract or suppress it or anything like that? How do we actually sit with this and make the most of these feelings so that and and make the most of these times and feelings of boredom and actually be able to use it as a um, launching pad into something bigger and better and fabulous or not. Okay. So I just wanted you to realize that feeling bored or as this writer I was on to, she actually talks about active boredom. So she talks about lazy boredom as being when you get bored of a topic and you start to get sleepy and you want to go and have a sleep. Where she said active boredom is when you've actually found some gaps in time and your mind is starting to look for stimulation. And that's what I'm really talking about. Those gaps in time that have started to come through in your environment at home, at work, and particularly if you've got those gaps of time and all this crap's coming up and you don't even know what to do with dealing with it, particularly if it's in the regret space. So I'm just going to step you through like three really simple steps. And these are mindfulness techniques. There is nothing... um, woo woo about this these are 
I, I hope you've had some exposure to some form of mindfulness. If not, please start to seek it out because there, therein lies the road. And I, you know, do this a lot in my programs when I work with my clients. Realizing that the feeling of boredom is just a beautiful light that can come on our dashboard. And so the first step is to actually acknowledge it. The first step is to realize that's actually what you're feeling, that's what you're thinking. That's that's what's going on here. And acknowledging that you are bored in a society where we have got so much attention-grabbing stuff going on, it, it can feel a little bit weird to say we're bored because you've got so much choice out there. But if it's not choice that you want to play with, it's not really available to you. But also, if you were reared in a household where to be bored was like a mortal sin, (laughs) go and find something to do, go and find something to do, then your natural habits around any boredom may be to automatically go and distract yourself. And that's not what this is about. Often when a midlife woman actually acknowledges that some of the reasons behind why she's feeling so stuck is that she's actually feeling bored really because there is also a plethora of choices available to her in this new time that's now made available and it's like oh my goodness because that's the problem for a lot of us is we have so much choice that it can be quite paralyzing but that's a separate topic altogether it's just recognizing are you actually bored are you bored in your family space? Are you bored in your home life? Are you bored in your work world? Um, Are you bored even in your friend set and not feeling challenged? And are these gaps in time and lesser responsibilities and dependencies, is that what's brewing up for you? So just acknowledging it. The second step is to ask yourself the question, Who's behind this? Now, I've asked this specifically rather than what's behind this. And the reason is when we ask this as a who question, and this is a technique through The Untethered Soul, another incredible book by Michael Singer, when we ask the question who's behind it, we're actually asking our identity. We're asking our ego. We're asking a part of our self who's behind that, and that is really, really powerful. Because when we ask who's behind this boredom, we get to the the core of what this is really about. Is it my identity, my current identity in that work world, in that family space? In is it is that what's really behind this? Because when we can answer who's behind this, then we can look at do we want to upgrade that identity? Do we want to add another identity? It's about identifying with this boredom on another whole level not the ruminating about what's behind this and that goes down another rabbit hole. So first step, acknowledge that it's actually boredom. Second step is who's behind it. So what part of you is behind this? And then the third bit is probably the hardest piece when I say this out loud, but it is essential, is to accept. So it's to accept that it is boredom and it's coming from this source. Then you have a flow chart. It is not essential that you address every single time you're feeling bored because sometimes the boredom is there and it's there for a temporary reason and once you accept that that's what's there, 
then you can choose to just live with it and go through that phase. The second part of the flow chart is after you've accepted that that's what this is all about and this is where it's coming and this is the person, this part of your identity it's coming from, is to actually go, oh, I actually would like to change that. No, I think that is something that is worthy of changing and I would like to be a different person around this. Boom. Then it is a very simple, not necessarily easy, transformation's not easy, but it's a simple process particularly once you acknowledge that this is a choice that you want to take on. And so I'm going to loop back because really what I've discussed in this episode is, as I said, a part of the midlife game that we can play that we don't talk about, but playing this game and actually recognising that if it's boredom that has come about through our change in our environment is that we do have a choice about how we deal with this. And by recognizing that you have a choice, then that can help you to create a plan. And often with the women that come to me, one of their greatest problems they want addressed is that they feel stuck and they don't know how to move forward. And some of that is because they think that they should automatically know exactly what they want and how to move forward. And that's not the case. You do have to take some steps back as you create your plan in midlife, particularly if you're trying to work out what it is you want to do. So um, this, this episode is very much, I would hope, is getting you to look at your environment and the reasons behind um, some of the feelings you've got in a different light and acknowledging what's really behind that and is it boredom and if it is boredom that is not to be ashamed of that is not to be feeling guilty about if it's boredom it's a natural process of living as a human and it's in fact something to be rejoiced because that means that you're living you know your your mind is looking for stimulation great you have an actively seeking intellect that is looking for stimulation and then when you really acknowledge that then you go through the processes of acknowledging that's what it is, who's behind it, which part of your identity is behind it. Really, is it your partner identity? Is it your work identity? Is it just your, you know, being you identity? Which which identity is it? And then accepting it for what it is and working out if you want to move forward. So some of these um, concepts could seem, whoa, a little bit jaunting in your thinking. And if that's the case, please reach out. (laughs) This is a really fundamental piece to playing the midlife game. And when I talk about gutsy ladies and I talk about the whole process of becoming a gutsy ladies in midlife and gliding through it, it is about really getting familiar with what it is that would light you up and draw on you to use your inner gutsiness to get out there and have the most wonderful midlife and beyond. And these concepts um, are what my clients get really familiar with over all of our coaching processes. So um, yeah, seek more information if this has resonated with you. And next time, you do hear your children or grandchildren actually say they're bored, maybe you'll look at it in a different light. 
see it that they're looking for stimulation and be part of that solution for them. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. Have you joined my free habit reinvention challenge? If not, why not? Go to bellareynolds.com.au forward slash habits. In seven days, you'll know how to make over your health, wealth and relationships. Sounds good? See you there.